Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. We hear a lot about honesty in relationships, but what does that really mean? Do you have to share everything? And how do you share your truth? so the other person listens and doesn't become defensive. Today I'm teaching you my top three tips for being honest so you can build trust in all your relationships, so stay tuned. I'm Dr. Abby Metcalf, and I'm a psychologist, number one Amazon best-selling author, TEDx speaker, and all-around relationship maven. With over 30 years of experience helping people create connection, joy, and ease in all their relationships. What's my secret? Well, besides being totally hilarious, I help you think differently so you can approach your relationships in a completely new way. I'm the best deal in town because the tools I teach apply to all your relationships which allows you to simplify your life and find the confidence, calm, and deep love you've been craving. Combining my hands-on experience and all the latest research, I've created actionable tips and tools you can apply quickly and easily to create lasting change in all your relationships today. So let's get to it. (gasps) Season five. Holy crap. I cannot believe I'm recording the 201st episode of the podcast. Oh my gosh, when I started this years ago, who knew? We are now in over 170 countries. We are regularly in the top 100 on iTunes. Thank you, or Apple, I should call it now. Uh, Thank you, thank you. Uh, It's just become amazing. I, I got a letter the other day from someone in Poland and literally in this, within that, in the next 24 hours, I got something from someone in Malaysia and I thought, this is amazing. This is incredible. And I'm just so happy to be here with you. This is, as I always say, really one of my very favorite things to be doing. And I feel really blessed and grateful that you're here with me. It's just incredible. I, I can't say enough. 
Well, I can't say enough and I'll shut up now so we can get to why you're here today. Um, <laughs> if you haven't yet, please, please leave a review. You can do that on Apple. You can um, rate me, uh, rate this podcast on Spotify. Uh, it really, again, that's one of the biggest ways you can help me get the word out. We're trying for world peace here, people. I really believe if everyone had access to research-based excellent information about how to be happy in, in their life and relationships, that we really hate would hopefully become a thing of the past. And we could really move forward as a world towards peace and unity collaboration, and lots of communication. So healthy communication. So please help. Uh, it would mean a lot to me. It does mean a lot to me. I do read every review and they fill my heart with so much. Uh, so please take the time. Um, just again, I really thank you. All right. So this question has come up quite a bit and I realize that there's some things that are um, conflated. There, there's some things that are sort of on top of each other that I don't want to be. <laughs> I hope I said that well. Uh, and that's really how trust and honesty go together. So I got a lot of questions that come in asking for one or the other, but they're really asking for the same thing. And so I'm going to really break that all down today. And as always, I've got my top three tips and you know how much I love you. So it'll all be here today. So let's talk about trust before we talk about how to be more honest in relationships to build trust. You know, we, we need to talk about how that, I want to talk about how trust relates to building um, honesty in your relationship and trust in your relationship. I want, I want to talk about how that all goes together. Okay. So way back in episode 27 of the podcast, <laughs> that is how important I knew it was way back when first year, first season. Uh, I did, I talked about something I called the trust triad. And because there are basically three components that create trust in a relationship and people don't really, you know, we use that term trust like a blanket, you know, I trust you or I don't trust you. People think it's very black and white and it's completely not. You might trust your partner not to cheat, but it doesn't mean you really trust them. And I was working with a couple the other day and I, I said that I don't think they really trusted each other. And the husband got, um, you know, he was unhappy about that. <laughs> he, he, you know, he's very open and fabulous, but he, he, because of the word trust, it just feels like, no, 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 I really trust my wife. I really trust her. But when I explain what I meant by trust, he really came around. He was like, oh, all right, that might be different than what I, how I was thinking about it. So trust is made up of three components and I go deep in episode 27. Uh, so if you want to check that out, you can. I will link to it as always in the show notes and in the corresponding blog post that goes with every single episode. So you can just find them on the website. Come on over, abbymetcalf.com. But here we go. I'm just going to say these three and then I do a deep dive if you go want to go listen to the episode. So the first is the first of this like trust triad is competency. And competency, you know, as you might imagine, any relationship is huge. And by the way, I'm going to be talking a lot about love relationships today, partnerships, but everything I'm going to express today w applies to any relationship you're in where you're trying to be more honest and build more trust. So work, siblings, friendships, you know, obviously your partner, all the places. I do want to say that. So if you hear me saying a lot about partners, you know, excuse that and please apply it to any relationship. So competency is all about, you know, 
does the other person do what they say they will? And did, you know, do they do that successfully? Do they do that efficiently? And again, this could be you doing it or them. But that's what competency is. You know, do do they follow through? Do you follow through? Do they show up on time? Do you believe that they can do the things they promise or commit to? Do other people believe you when you promise or commit to something, right? In other words, can this other person, are they competent to do the job of being your partner, your friend, your coworker? And again, that is how people build it with you. When you are competent and you uh, show up in that way, can you do the job? <laughs> so, and we build this, this competency leg of the trust triad by taking things on and following through. That's pretty much it. We do it by not letting the little things slip through the cracks. We build this, you know, you don't say yes to everything when you don't, because when you say yes to everything, you, you can't do it all. It's impossible. And it's, um, right? And so things slip through the cracks. It really, if you think about it, you do better to commit to a smaller number of things and do them consistently well than saying yes to everything and having some things fall through the cracks. Because people don't remember, I've talked about this before, you can do lots of wonderful things. And the one thing you mess up on, right, is the one thing everybody remembers. I, I've said before, it's better, instead of focusing on doing the right thing, it's also important to make sure you don't do the wrong thing. And I would say that's even more important because that's what people remember more. I, I talk about this in other ways, but that is that has more weight in the brain. The way our brains have evolved and the way they're built, negative stands out more. And so we have, of course, the famous uh, Barbara Fredrickson's three to one ratio, you know, for every three positive things that happen, just one negative thing wipes them out. We have the famous uh, Gottman marriage ratio, which is five to one. It's it's not exactly how he says it, but it's, you know, pretty much you can do five good things. And if you do, you screw up once, it your partner forgets the five. And you know, you've been through this. <laughs> You you know, they pick up the one time you didn't clean the kitchen well, and you're like, oh, but I did this, this, and this, or the other 10 days I did it well. And it's like they're Teflon for that. They they don't even hear it. That's really, so it, it's really important that when you say you're going to do something that you do it, you fall through and you do it consistently. And this is also why I often talk about getting as much help as possible. Because again, when there's too much on your plate, things slide and we try to be everything to everyone and then your competency goes. So getting help, committing to less things is the way to go to build up that corner of the trust triad. The other, another leg, this leg two, these are not in order, in any kind of order of importance, by the way, they're, <clears throat> it's a triad. It's a, like a constellation where everything matters. Nothing, no, no one star is more important than another star, right? They all make up the constellation. Goodwill is all about believing the other person has your best interest at heart. That's it. So goodwill in any relationship is you believing they have your best interest at heart and them believing that you have their best interest at heart. Uh, that, you know, you believing that they care about you as a person, not just the role you fulfill. That's part of goodwill also that you feel like um, I'm not just a wife, that uh, this is someone, you know, or a mother. I'm not just fulfilling a role, but that you actually care about me, who I am, that we couldn't just insert some other person here. It's it's about me and what makes me special. And we tend to build this side of the trust triad as we, um, when we express compassion and empathy for other people's feelings, 
when, uh, you know, again, I did a whole podcast on empathy. You should listen up on that. But it's when we stop and give our full attention, when we listen well, when we ask specific questions, it's when we approach, you know, in a, in a couple especially, it's when you approach things as a, you know, a we issue, not a you thing, not a you problem. It's a we problem that that's what really helps, helps that leg of the trust triad. Okay. And again, this is how you're building this in, in any of your relationships. And then the third is really our topic for today. It's really basically like I've taken the trust triad and I've broken out one of the pieces, which is honesty, because so many of you have written in about it. And so I just took it out. And so the third leg of this trust triad is integrity, which is really honesty. And it's really, you know, it's about, are you saying something? You know, if you're saying something so the other person won't get upset, that's not honest. Uh, That doesn't have integrity. Are you trying... Are you trying to manipulate someone else to, to, you know, so that you can get your way or to avoid a conflict? Are you afraid of someone's reaction? So you say something a certain way or you don't say anything at all. Um, are, and you, you've had this, maybe your partner or someone says that you, you say to them, you seem angry. And they're like, no, I don't. <laughs> no, I'm not. So, are, you know, is are you feeling one way, but yeah, and saying that you feel this one way, but you really are feeling another way. Um, obviously, integrity or honesty is all, you know, telling outright lies uh, consistently. That's a problem. So we build up this facet of the trust triad by speaking our true feelings. And I'm going to go into this um, a little more about what true feelings really are. You know, it's when we're willing to have those harder conversations, when we don't brush everything under the rug. Uh, We do this by speaking as truthfully as possible all the time, especially, you know, about little things too, not just the big things. Now, you've got to work on all three components of the trust triad to build trust in your relationships. But today, like I said, we're going to go kind of deep dive, you know, dive a little thicker, deeper, whatever the words are, into that third leg, which is integrity and honesty. Okay. So that's, I just wanted to give you the bigger context for how, what we're speaking about um, and how it all relates. So I don't, okay. I want to make sure I'm moving forward the way I want to. Okay. So Let's define honesty, right? That's probably where we that's where we should go next. Honesty in your relationships is really about authenticity and transparency. Okay? When when you're being honest, this integrity piece, when you're being honest and you have integrity in a relationship, it means you're straightforward, it means you say what you really think and feel, it means you don't uh, you don't willfully omit or misdirect other people. There, there, so there's no manipulation now. And I'm using that word manipulation. I know, I know right now, don't send me hate, hate emails. I, it's manipulative. I understand it's not like cruel, manip, you know, we think of that word manipulation, I think is so cruel and mean. But if I, if, if I'm upset at Gary, <laughs> and I, of course, I'm never upset with my man. He's so perfect and fabulous. But let's say I am, of course, I get upset with him. I'm upset with Gary and I'm not honest with him about it. I don't tell him I'm upset. And instead, I am quiet and seething. <laughs> and 
it's because I'm, and I don't say it, it's, it's manipulative. Like the reason I'm not saying anything is because maybe I'm afraid of his response or I'll get into more of the reasons later, but there's a reason I'm not saying that I'm hurt or that I'm, you know, overwhelmed by something or whatever. And at its heart, that's what manipulation is. I'm trying to get a different reaction out of you. That's what I'm doing. So in this case, I'm not saying something, or maybe I'm saying something in a different way, or maybe I'm saying something that's not true. It's manipulating. And it doesn't always mean it's cruel or anything. It just is. If uh, maybe I have a friend who asks me if I like her hair and I don't, I don't think the haircut looks good. I might, I don't want to hurt her feelings. So I might say something else like, you know, wow, you cut your hair. How do you like it? Yeah, that's usually what I do. I'm like, how do you like it? And if they love it, then I'm going to be supportive because what do I know? And if they don't love it, then I might be a little more honest about it. <laughs> that's how I do it. Is that, that's manipulative. You could, you could call it that. I, I don't, it is because I'm not wanting to hurt her feelings. So I am not saying the truth. You know, that's just what it is. It doesn't mean I'm being mean. It doesn't mean I'm cruel. It doesn't mean it comes from a bad place in my heart. It just means it just is what it is. That's what I'm doing. So as with anything, there's a, there's a big, there's a lot of gray area here, people. You know, there's a lot, there's a lot of room to move, which is why honesty can feel, um, confusing. And definitely I got people, some of you are listening right now going, no, Abby, it's true or it's not. It's honest or it's not. And that is true to a, to a degree. Do you love how we're using the words true and honest, like interchangeably? It is true to, but I want you to really step back. There's a, um, there's a great quote by Andre Guide. Uh, is that how you say that? Sorry for the French people listening. Uh, he's a French philosopher. Um, I'm not sure how to say his last name. G-I-D-E, I do believe is how it's written. But he says, believe in those seeking truth, doubt those who find it. And I love that on so many levels, because it's also speaking to this, like there's not one absolute, you know, when you get in your head that there's a black and a white and a wrong and a right, that's rigid and that's fear-based. It's because you're afraid to really, and I'm going there with you. Oh, I am. I'm, I'm not afraid of you. I'm going there. I'm risking the hate mail. I don't care because I love you. And I'm going to say it because this is honest. You're going there because it feels scary to have it not be black and white, to have to really do some other introspection and thinking about things. When things feel black and white, it's easier. Of course it is. It just is. <laughs> I don't, I love you. I don't blame you for that. I'm just, I do it too sometimes. I'm just saying what it is. We all have to be clear about why we get to that place about it. So, and I will have things in my head that for me are very right and wrong. I absolutely, I do. It's just that I also have room for hearing other viewpoints and that right or wrong isn't at the end of the day, the only metric I can use to assess something that I'm also looking at other things. So I want you to think that way too. That's all. There you go. So it's just, I just don't want to slam the door on people, right? When I decide, well, they're just wrong or they lied. So it's over. You know, I, I want to be, I want to lean into that more. I want to figure out why I want to 
ask questions. I want to I want to really understand what's happening. And I can't do that if I just get very black and white and rigid. Now, sometimes I don't want to go down that road because I don't want to hear things I don't want to hear, right? I don't, I don't want to test the things I've believed for so long um, and maybe even said. I've had a, you know, over the years, I've gone back on things I've thought earlier. Of course, I've grown and changed as a person. Things I thought in my 20s were so true. I don't necessarily think so anymore. Some I do, but not all. And that's okay, right? Honesty is always, as I'm speaking about honesty today, it's always from a loving heart and a willingness to be open and vulnerable. And when we get rigid, we're not open and vulnerable. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. So because honesty isn't brutal honesty. We we have this thing in the, you know, as you know, at this point, unless it's your first time listening, hello, if it is. Um, and I didn't turn off my phone, sorry. Uh, <laughs> we have this thing where we talk about honesty uh, being in the 12-step program. Sorry, I got distracted because my phone dinged. I'm back. Uh, brutal honesty, right? We, or rigorous honesty. Sorry, that's the word we use a lot. I was trying to remember. In the 12 steps, we'll say that. It's, it's a program of rigorous honesty. And I, I find that people get really weird with that because you know, as addicts, we get very black and white. That's sort of one of the hallmarks of addiction is a very kind of rigid way of thinking, a black and white, it's good or it's bad. You know, oh, this is, ter you know, everything is terrible or everything is fine. You know, we, we it, it's just something most people who struggle with drugs and alcohol, have drug and alcohol problems have. It's a very black and white sort of attitude in life. And so when people say that, uh, you know, you have to be rigorously honest. I can hear it even in their, you know, it's a very accusing tone usually. Well, you have to be rigorously honest. <laughs> and right away, that feels fearful to me. When anyone gets angry or impatient or worried or that's not love-based, that's fear-based. So I want you to be really careful with this word. And that's why we're we're going a little deeper before I get to my tips here. So honesty for me is not brutal honesty and it's not, you know, rigorous honesty. Being honest, because being honest, here's what I want to say, isn't an excuse, it's not an excuse to criticize or berate somebody. It, it's brutal honesty to me, again, is fear-based and usually in some form is, is sort of a lashing out. Um, you know, whenever someone says, I need to be really honest with you, <laughs> it's usually in an accusing tone. It's usually something I don't want to hear. Um, you know, uh, and that hurts. And I ha I'm trying to think, I just had this with a couple. Oh, 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 here we go. So not that long ago, I had a couple, I didn't just, this is probably a couple months ago. Um, and he, when he goes out, when they go out with friends, he tends to, you know, he has a few drinks, right? And he gets real loose and, and he's not drunk or anything, but he has a, you know, he has a few. And, but he sort of loses, uh, he gets very domineering and dom, uh, sorry, I said not domineering, dominating in a conversation. He gets very dominating in the conversation and he'll talk over people, he'll interrupt them, he'll keep talking and not, you know, he doesn't pick up on the social cues and things like that. And his uh, fiance, his, this woman used, was getting very embarrassed. She, she didn't like going out at night. You know, he would do this thing every time they went out with friends and, you know, she'd feel embarrassed by it and all these other things. Anyway, so 
she chose to wait to the couple session to tell him she said you know i need to be honest with you uh when we go out you know you're always so dom you're always dominating the conversation and everybody hates it that's what she said and everybody hates it and you 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 know and for me and so i backed her up and i'm like i don't know that that's really honesty i mean yeah it's honesty on some level but not here I, and so we worked on that. I was like, what are you really trying to say to him? What, how do you feel? You know, and we finally got to a place where she was able to say to him, you know, I get really, I get really uncomfortable with how you act when we're out with friends. And I end up feeling embarrassed because I think it's a reflection on me. That, that's honest. That's honest. And, but do you see the difference there? You know, it, it, honesty isn't just about saying everything you think and feel. That's not it. The goal, here we go. Ready, drum roll. What's the goal of honesty? <laughs> to me, the goal of honesty is to be closer to others. How do you like that? The goal of honesty is to be closer to other people. So you need to communicate in a way that others can receive so you can build trust and intimacy. When this, you know, fiance was saying to this guy, well, you know, we all, everybody hates it. First of all, everybody, every single person you've ever met has hated this. I, I don't know. That's, that's not even true. Second, you're not speaking for everybody. It's just for yourself, right? So that what part wasn't true. Uh, you're only doing that because you don't feel like it's good enough to say it's from you. You want to say everybody says it, you know? And it's not getting closer. He's He was defensive. Uh-huh. I would have been. He was, you know, because he was hurt by it. He felt embarrassed, of course. Like, oh my God, these people have been talking about me. Yikes. And there's just kinder ways to say that and still be honest, quote unquote, and build closeness instead of, you know, a distance. And Instead of it feeling like a criticism, which is what that was and felt like, it can really be about, wow. And for her, and it was really great because this wonderful fiance, this woman, she said, you know, wow, I really need to work on that, that I've always felt this in relationships, like my partner was a reflection on me. And so I've gotten very controlling with my partners in the past. That's actually one of the reasons they were coming in. And this is how, you know, one of the ways it shows up. And so when I can find a reason to control, you know, I feel better. <laughs> and anyway, we had a wonderful, deep conversation and they had a very connecting conversation because we went, we did it that way, right? Because we went that way. So it was, it was pretty great. Okay. So honesty in any relationship really means that you stop avoiding certain conversations, right? That you, you get real with yourself about why you're avoiding in the first place. You know, honesty means you tell others, others about the real you so you can be yourself in your relationships. That's what I want more than anything. I want you to speak in a way where you feel like you can be yourself. And yourself is not a critical, judgmental, mean person. Yourself is a vulnerable, open, uh, sometimes afraid uh, you know, juicy, yummy person. So come from there, right? Come from there. And imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I, again, I'm so, and we're speaking about all this because how to be more honest, because I want you to get that integrity piece down. I want you to build trust from that, from that corner of any relationship you're in. And when you don't share your true feelings, your partner or whoever, they pick up on that. In, there's an incongruence when we're saying something, but feeling something else when we're, when we're saying a lie, basically. And I've talked about, you know, that 50, you know, how our conscious Timothy Wilson's work, how our conscious brains process information at a rate of 50 bits per second, while our unconscious or subconscious processes information at a rate of 11 million bits per second. Hello. And you've had this so many times, someone is talking to you at work and you feel like they're full of shit, even though they're saying all the right things. You have no reason to feel like they're full of shit. They're not, they're saying everything well, but you can pick up on this other energy. And that is happening when you speak to someone, they're picking up on your energy and vice versa. So when you tell, let's say your partner that, you know, you're not upset, you, I'm fine. And they can tell you're upset. They... Stop trusting what you say at some point. And I see this all the time. When you say you love your partner, they'd start to doubt that. They start to doubt that too. They doubt when you when you tell them that they're handsome or beautiful. They doubt when you, you know, all that they start to doubt the actual real truth of the relationship. I oh, I work with people so much and some of this is on you yourself, you know, obviously your partner, um, you, 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 maybe you have trauma in your past or some other issues from your past that you just don't trust, period. You know, you just don't trust. But this is one of the big pieces, you know, you have learned in your life that when people say something, it's not aligned with what they mean. So you might be basing that on a past or you might be basing that in that on that 50 versus 11 million bits. Right now, you just get like, well, my partner's always telling me things that I don't believe. So my trust, it's disintegrating over time. That's what happens. And so I can't trust anything. And that's where things get really, really dangerous. That's when we're getting so distant from the people in our lives. Now, there's a lot of reasons (laughs) that we're not honest with the people in our lives, right? We avoid honesty in general because of a fear-based thought. We, we avoid it because of something we're afraid of. And so, you know, maybe, um, maybe you feel like your mom tends to criticize you when you're together, right? Tends to comment on things or tends to always point out the negative, but you never say anything. You never say anything. You're never honest about it. 
And maybe, maybe that's because you're afraid of hurting her feelings. Maybe you think, oh, I don't want to say anything. My mom is old. She can't take it. I've had some people, I had a client not that long ago who, uh, was an alcoholic and a, actually, and she was doing, um, I'm sorry, she wasn't an alcoholic. She, well, she was an alcoholic, but her real issue, sorry, was opiates. Uh, she was taking pills and she was very close to her grandmother growing up. Her grandmother had helped raise her for many years and she didn't want to tell her grandmother about her addiction, period, right? At all. And because, and she was saying it was because her grandmother couldn't handle it. And I got to tell you, grandmas can handle anything. Grandmas have been around a long time. They're, you're the one who can't handle things, which is what I said to her. So she was clearly ashamed and and didn't want to be this way in front of her grandmother. And then we we kept talking about it and talking about it. And finally she said, well, I'll just tell her I'm, I'm an alcoholic. She'll be able to handle that. I, I'm not going to tell her about, you know, the pills. And I, and it was the same thing. It's like, she can totally handle the pills. Trust, trust me. You're the one who can't handle this. And again, she was, because she was just so afraid of, in this case, not hurting her grandmother's feelings, really, even though she was saying that. She was afraid of her not being loved by her grandmother, being rejected by her grandmother, her grandmother thinking differently of her, her grandmother not respecting her, all these things. And that's different, right? That's something else. We're afraid of people's reactions. And by the way, sometimes you might be right on, you know, you might be at a kind of job. Let's, I'll, I'll keep with the being a drug addict, right? You might be at a job where it is not okay to tell people that you're an addict, you know, and to me, that's a boundary because there could be a really major repercussion. But as long as you're talking about it everywhere else, right? As long as you're being honest at work, uh, not sorry at work at home or with a sponsor or in twelve step meetings or you know you it's it's just about not keeping that a secret from the whole world right so being on so you see how this being honest thing sometimes it's a boundary sometimes it's not right there's a lot I know it's not so black and white that's what I'm trying to point out uh, other reason you know you're not honest with your partner maybe about uh, I had this recently with some not so recently sorry. Everything wasn't recently. Uh, this one wasn't recent, but somebody stands out for me. She, uh, she wasn't honest with her partner. She wanted more time with with her partner. Um, she wanted to spend more time with her. Her partner was a woman also. She wanted to spend more time with her. And she just wanted, you know, more. <laughs> she was really afraid of looking clingy or needy. And she was so, right? So she was afraid of being rejected. So she wasn't, and she was afraid of how it would look. And I'm not that kind of person and all the things, right? So she wasn't being honest. Um, Trying to think of all, there's so many examples. Maybe you're not honest with your partner, again, because you're worried they'll leave you. That's a big one. Uh, this person won't even stay with you anymore. They're not going to respect you anymore. Um I think one of the biggies is that people aren't always honest because they're afraid that the other person won't change and then what? And I'm telling you, I think this is a biggie for most people. I, I'm not telling my partner how I really feel about this because I'm afraid that nothing will happen and then what will I do, right? I don't want to leave. Am I forced to leave? Do I have to break up with this person? And again, because we get very black and white. 
no, you don't. You can just talk about it. And and a lot of times you talk about things over time before something changes. So it's not one conversation, it's many. A lot of times just in the talking, you get clearer about what the real problem is. So there's a lot of reasons we don't share There's uh, what are true, what's truly happening. And I don't want you to beat up on yourself about it. If you haven't been honest in the past, if this has been a struggle for you, to really say what you want or feel, or you might have extreme anxiety and just and just can't, again, there's a reason, right? When you, well, you might have a biological issue, but beyond that, it's again, because you're afraid of being rejected or abandoned. There's always a thing on the other side of why we don't want to do something. So I don't want you to beat up on yourself. I don't want you to, you know, feel like what a loser, what's wrong with me, whatever. Uh, it, it is what it is. We're here and I'm here to help. So <laughs> If you can have some compassion, empathy, and patience for yourself is really, really what I'd like you to have. So, okay. So let's talk about my tips. My, I got three tips for you today for being more honest so you can build trust. You can build up that leg of the trust triad in your relationships. Now, remember, you're still going to have to work on the other legs of the triad. You're still going to have to work at your competence and your goodwill, but because you always have to work on all three. A lot of times people get very focused in on just this one, actually, this honesty part. And that's actually, that's often not the problem. It's other things. So trust is, is again, built on th- these three things. The Everything kind of comes down to these three things. So make sure you're doing all three. But today, let's get to how to build more trust, right? How to be more honest. Okay. So the first one, though, t- tip is I want you to identify what's your motive. I want you to think about why you're sharing something before you say it. (laughs) So what does this mean? What does it mean? You should be saying it right now. What do you have to be good at to be able to notice your motive before you speak, to be able to stop yourself from, from blurting out whatever it is just because you had an impulse? What do you have to be great at? Yes, you answered correctly. I love you so much. Mindfulness. You have got, I I keep coming back here because as you can see, I can teach you all this great stuff. If you're not mindful, you won't remember to do it. The words will already be out of your mouth. You'll already have been critical or or even mean or whatever, or angry or yelled or whatever you might do without realizing it. Or it might be five days before you realize that you never said something when the opportunity was there because you weren't mindful. So download my free mindfulness starter kit. I'll link to it here. It's on the website, on the shop page. It is free. It's on the shop page, but it's 100% free. I mean, come on. You got to You got to get better at this. Got to get better at the mindfulness. All right. So <laughs> if you're not being mindful and aware of yourself in a moment, right, you're not going to have that pause button before you speak. And that's what you need. So right, I, I always talk about, you know, you want to act, not react. Uh, there's a Indian spiritual master, um, Sai Baba or Shirdi Sai Baba, and who said, and don't yell, don't come, don't come for me if I say this a little wrong, but I'm pretty, I, I've been quoting it for many years, so I'm pretty sure I'm right. He says, before you speak, think of these questions. So before you speak, think, is it necessary? Is it true, right? Is it necessary to say this? Is it true? And true is really that piece of getting clearer about what this motive is. Is it kind? Will it hurt anyone? 
And will it improve on the silence, right? These are great questions asking one or all of these before you speak, before you have the reaction. Again, you're mindful, so you're noticing and you're thinking, why do I want to say this thing? So if you if we go back to the couple I mentioned earlier, she's wanting to tell her fiance to stop, you know, talking all night when they're out with friends after he's had a couple drinks and to stop dominating because it was embarrassing her. And but it was embarrassing her because of her own issues. And so she had to look at those, right? So then what she said to him, so it could still be true, like, hey, I want to bring this up to you because people really don't like it. That could that be true. It doesn't mean everyone hated it, but some people I'm sure didn't like it. I wouldn't enjoy it if someone was dominating a conversation. Although personally, I would say something to them and not wait for their partners, someone else to say it. Why don't, you know, we could say it ourselves. And and saying it though, right, when she really thought about it more, as we did in the session, it had such a different way it came across and she was being vulnerable and she was talking about her own stuff and she ended up asking him questions, you know? So do you notice that you do this? Do you notice that you're speaking a lot? And of course, you know what it came came out? He's very socially anxious. He has such a hard time. He does really well at work because everything is sort of a one-on-one situation and he's occasionally with, you know, two or three people in something, but he he knows these people. He's been around them a long time. He's been at the same job for for 16 years, right? 16 years. He he's not one of the reasons he's not leaving his job even though he gets unhappy there. Again, we ended up having these great conversations because then he got vulnerable and started talking about his anxiety when he's he never realized he had this by the way. I sort of pointed it out. Um and now we had this incredible conversation that was rich and open and vulnerable because we, she was stopping to really talk about what was truly true underneath it all and to then ask some questions about it, right? Which we'll talk about in a second. But if you can really think about why you want to say the thing, honesty needs to come from love. I'm, I just, that's it. That's probably the only tip you should walk away with today. It should be tender. It should be thoughtful. It should be compassionate. It should be kind. Again, brutal, rigorous honesty is fear-based and has no place in any kind of love relationship. And when I say love relationship, I mean all of our relationships. I mean your relationships with your friends, with your coworkers, with, you know, your uh, parents, your siblings, right? Your partner. It's all their love relationships at their base. And meaning not that you're in love with these people, but you know, when I talk about love, they're relationships based on connection. They're, that's the point of being honest, right? We're trying to deepen connection. If I am more connected to a coworker who's always bugging me, they are, you know, and doesn't ever give me the work on time that I need to do my work. If I can find a way to connect with that person, I'm going to have a better chance of that person wanting to get the stuff to me quicker. If I can figure out what the breakdown really is, if they can get vulnerable enough to share what that really is, because I'm vulnerable enough to share what it is for me, then we have a whole new way that something can happen, a whole new uncovering. Because you know, when you go in and just go, hey, you have, this is late, you can't keep doing this, this is you know not helping anybody, blah, blah, blah. It, when you just go into that black and white, you're right. It's it's wrong for your coworker not to get the stuff on time, not to get it to you when they said they would. It's wrong for them 
when they know and they do often that you can't do your work without their, you know, piece of it, it's quote unquote wrong. But do you want to be correct or effective? I, I always come back to that. Do you want to be correct or effective? And it's effective to come from a different place with what the truth is, with what you're really feeling, with what's really going on there. I've walked into meetings when I've had someone who doesn't like me a lot and I could tell, or I think I can tell. And I've said that. And I'm like, can, you know, I get the feeling you don't like me. And I'll just say it. And I, I again, I don't say it like, you don't like, you know, I'm not attacking them. I, I'm actually coming from a kind of a hurt place. <laughs> and sort of like, uh, you know, I'm getting, I get the feeling you don't like me. And I, sometimes I say that too, this is really hard to say. I'm feeling really vulnerable sharing it with you because I don't feel like we have much trust. So, but I'm going to go there. You know, is there something I've done that's created something where you feel like, you know, I'm not your person? And I've definitely had people that, well, I think you're full of shit and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, they've really come for me when I've done that. It's happened. Usually not, though, by the way. Usually people back right down. I'd say the vast majority of times people have said, you know, oh, no, I don't know what you're talking about, but then have been really nice to me <laughs> because I called them out on it. I was honest and it did create something else and we could find a new place to start. Other times people have come for me with that and, you know, I'm like, okay, maybe there's something here I need to hear. Maybe there's a way I come across. But at the end, I just say, all right, you know, we need to work together. What are the things I can do to help you trust me, to help you feel like I'm not full of shit? What are the things I can do to help us get to this next place? You know, what can I do? And that's where we get going in the right direction because I'm asking for the what positive things I can do, not what I should stop doing because I that's whatever. Uh, and they'll often start there, but then what can I do, right? What what can happen? And that it takes us, it moves the conversation and it gets us into a closer place. So again, another example of coming from love, right? Wh which I call love. And I know that's a broad term. And if you haven't been listening to me for a long time, you don't know what I mean. But if you have, you should know what I mean by now. Come on now. But I'm talking about just that openness, that vulnerability, the compassion, the true wanting to connect with another human and figure out what's going on. Okay. Tip number two of our three tips is I want you to share feelings, not thoughts. If you want to, being honest is about sharing what you feel not your judgments or thoughts about things. It's about sharing your true feelings, not your reactions. And so I've said before that you have a right to your true feelings, but you don't have a right to your reactions. And people have come for me for that, but that's okay. I can take it. I can take it. Because your reactions are the top crap. You know, you react. If, if you say something to me and I don't like it, and my reaction is to shoot you, I don't have a right to that. I don't have a right to, that's a reaction. I don't have a right to it. It's not a right just because I want to do it. But I can, I have certainly every right to my true feelings and to express those. But our true feelings are usually under our initial reactions. Uh, you know, so if your partner says something that upsets you and you lash out in anger, yes, anger is a feeling. Okay, that's your truth. But what's underneath that? If, when you have anger, resentment, frustration, 
uh, impatience. We psychologist types call that call those top feelings, and those are the more reactionary ones. Sometimes they're meant to push people away so that they stop asking us questions. Sometimes it's just the only thing we know how to do is to react in anger. It's all we ever saw. It's all we know how to do. You you want to give yourself a moment and dig down to what's under those feelings to get to the real ones. What you know, my favorite quote. I say it all the time from Celeste Ang. If if anybody knows her, make her listen to my podcast so she can know how much I love her. Uh, she's the author of Little Fires Everywhere and a bunch of other books. Um, and she had this quote: "Anger is the bodyguard of fear." And oh, it's so good. It's so true. So good. We know it. So for you, think of that. What's what's my real fear? What's really happening when my partner is upset? Uh, or, you know, I'm feeling abandoned by them. I feel like they don't have my back. Um, I'm feeling sad or alone. I don't feel like we're a team. See, see how see how this shifts? <laughs> That's a very different place to come from when you're talking to someone than the other. That vulnerability is what allows people to come closer to us. And you know it because when someone else is vulnerable with you, your reaction is not to beat them down. It's not. Your reaction is to lean in. Oh, oh, are you okay? You know, our reaction is to come closer. It's the thing we admire most about others that we really connect to, but we have the hardest time doing it ourselves. And I'm talking from my own too. I, 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 I don't want to say I suck at being vulnerable anymore, but I'm not great at it. <laughs> I think I've moved up the to, from sucking at it to just not being great at it. It is something I, I didn't grow up with. It is something again that I learned. If you're vulnerable, it's it's it, you know it, it's exposed. You're gonna get hurt. All the things. It's really vulnerable for me to be on this friggin' podcast. I'm speaking to tens of thousands of people all the time. It's hundreds of thousands. I'm speaking to all these people it, all around the world. It's friggin' vulnerable. I'm telling you my opinion on something. I I am putting it out there. I'm coming at you because, but I because I, I feel driven to do this podcast, right? But I have to keep coming back to myself to know, but I want to help. I want to be honest. I want to say what's true. I want to get through to people. I really want to make this world a better place. And I want to just make your life better. Right now, I'm just talking to you. I want to make your life better. I love you. I want to make your life better. So I'm going to be vulnerable because we're in a relationship. You know, it's that same kind of thing. You might not, you might just think, well, Abby's just her and she's just opinionated and says whatever she thinks and she doesn't seem to care what anybody thinks and whatever. Of course I care. <laughs> Why do you think I do podcasts on it? We teach what we need to learn. Of course I care. <laughs> I don't worry about it anymore in my life, but I care about it. It can hurt me. I can get, I'm human. I get hurt. People say mean things. I get hurt. Uh, it happens, but I also get over it quickly. You know, I, I use my tools. I use what I teach you to not get dug into that stuff. But being vulnerable is the jam. It's, it, it's, it's the best. It's really, you know, what you want to be doing. And it's really at the heart of honesty. And that's what builds trust. That's your secret sauce. and. Because right, what did I what I keep saying? The reason for honesty in a relationship is to deepen our connection and trust with another person. And we don't connect with thoughts; we connect with feelings, right? You and you you don't connect with thoughts. So when you're telling your partner or your friend what you're thinking about something, you're not connecting. You're not, and that's really not the honest part. 
drop down into your feelings. It's when we're sharing our feelings and being vulnerable, that is when we strengthen and deepen our connections. So you wanna take a moment or two or three and identify what you're truly feeling. Remember what's underneath about whatever it is that you wanna share. You wanna check in with your motive right? Why do I want to share this? Is this, is this something, you know, where is this coming from? Is it coming from love or fear? When you do those things, that's where the honesty lives. That's where all the love lives. Okay. And that brings us very easily in my beautiful segue to tip number three, which is you got to listen well. Part of honesty, again, it's a communication. I'm trying to get closer to you, so I need to be listening to you too. When we're honest with someone, it also means that we're ready to honestly listen (laughs) to any feedback or comments they might make. They might not have been listening to the podcast and know how to do that. So, you know, it means that we keep that same loving intent as we receive information back. Uh Uh-huh, I'm letting that sit for a minute. Again, you're being honest to build trust in your relationship. And that means communication and communication is two way. Now, when someone's giving you feedback and you don't enjoy it, there are ways to you know, speak to that. Like, hey, can you say that to me differently? Um, can you tell me how you feel about that? I, I understand what you're thinking about it. I'm hearing you, but what do you feel? And help them get to a feeling. It's really important to listen to how, to, you know, to learn how to listen without getting defensive or hurt right? Because you want to build trust both ways. I did How to Listen Without Getting Defensive or Hurt in episode 124. So go back and listen. I have done many on, you know, how to give feedback, how to accept feedback, all the things. But really, it's all about listening. It's all about just having that intention when you're being open to listen with an open heart, to be honest, but be honest with that. So it's honest to say back, um, I I'm having a hard time with how you're talking to me right now. Can can you tell me, can you say that in another way that's kind and gentle? That's honest. That's honest. Um, is, I know you love me. I don't feel that right now as you're talking. Can you, is there another, is there other language you can use right now? Should we take a break before we keep talking about this? I, I want us to connect on this. Is there something else you could suggest for how we could talk about this to connect? You know, anything, right? But it's all honest. That's what's really going on. What's really going on is I'm feeling hurt. I'm feeling disconnected. And I don't, and what's honest, I don't want to feel that way. So how do we lean in? How do I, how do I connect to you? Okay. Those are my three tips. And I do want to say, because I always get asked, can I keep anything private, Abby? You know, like, where does that end? Where does the honesty end is really what people want to know. And so I'm going to end with where the honesty ends. And so I don't personally advocate telling your partner everything at all. That's what best friends are for. That's what therapists are for. I think there are many feelings people have that are better discussed with someone other than the person. Now, having said that, let me just say this. Let me be clear. Do not go talking shit about your partner or your best friend with 50 other people. That is not what I am saying right here. Please hear me. I don't want you misunderstanding, misrepresenting what I'm saying. I am saying that there are times when, let's say, 
Gary has bothered me that when I go and talk to, I have like three trusted people I talk to. I have a therapist. I have two kind of best, best buddies that I speak to about things. I will go to one of them or more than one, usually not all three, now that I think about it, but anyway, and I will bring up the issue. And because I usually have an inkling if something is my my crap that I'm taking out on Gary and I don't want to, or on someone else, again, doesn't have to be a partner. This can be for anybody. And I want to I want to spend a minute figuring out my motives, what I want to say, how I want to say it, what I'm really trying to say. Sometimes I get really fired up and I can't figure that out because I'm human, just like the rest of us, right? We're all human. So taking a moment and figuring that out, what happens much of the time is I realize that something that Gary did that bothered me shouldn't bother me. Well, not shouldn't. That's terrible to say. Uh, is bothering me because of my own crap, not his. That it, he really did mean it in a whatever way, and I'm being too sensitive, or um, I said too over. I'm, I'm being more sensitive to this topic for whatever reason. What I do try to do is come back to him and say, "Hey, you know, the other day when you said X, Y, Z, you know, it really upset me." And then I talked to you know Rhonda, my best friend, about it, and here's what she said, and here's what I started thinking, and I realized this. That is the intimacy. That is the honesty. I'm now sharing a deeper part of myself. I'm sharing something that's more vulnerable. Now, sometimes when I do that, he gets a little defensive in the beginning. He's like, well, I didn't mean it that way. I said, let me finish. Let me I'm really listen to what I'm saying. Sometimes I have to set it up that way because he really never wants to hurt me. So he'll get a little defensive. So I'll set up and I'll say, I want to tell you something I learned about something you said last week that originally hurt me that does not hurt me anymore that I realized was my stuff. Um, but I'd like to tell you about it because I want you to understand me more and that this is totally me, not you. Do you understand? Can I tell you? <laughs> so, so I literally have to do it that clearly a lot of times. And he's like, yes, you have my full attention, you know? But then I can share this thing and he can just empathize. He's like, oh, I'm, wow, that must that must be hard. And And we will sometimes problem solve. Like, are there things I can do to help you feel more safe in the future? Or are there things, whatever, that I can just take out of my vocabulary so you don't even have to have the trigger. You don't even have to go down this road, even though I know it's not about me. You know, we can have some really wonderful conversations about it. So I want you to think about it like that, that there's spaces where, again, to me, it's just figuring out my motive, more or less, that I'm deciding whether to say something or not. I've had many clients who've come to me upset about something their you know, partner's doing, only to find that, again, it's linked to old issues for them, something from before. And they once they figured it out with me, they didn't even need to, they didn't even feel like they need to mention it to their to their partner. But what I do want is for you to talk to your partners, to be honest about your struggles about things, to be honest about what's hard for you and how you're working that out, to ask them for support, to ask them to just listen while you tell them uh, the, this is this is where it's at. You know, with everything, you've got to check into your into your own feelings about why you're sharing or not sharing something with your partner? Is it from love or is it from fear? Are you are you worried about their reaction and that's why you're not telling them how you feel? You know, where is it from? You know, just make sure that it's a boundary, not a secret. That's it. You know, you just want to make sure something is, uh, you're not sharing it because it's a boundary, but not because it's some kind of secret that you feel ashamed of or anything else. Okay. Woo, we did it.
episode 201. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Thank you for being here with me today. I, as always, know you have a lot of ways ways to spend your time and I love, love that you're here with me. I love you. Oh, I love you. I love this time together. I so appreciate that we get to have these kinds of conversations together. And that is very much how it feels to me. And that you trust me enough to really have these conversations that, see, now I'm going to cry, you know, when I start crying, okay, that you trust me enough to have these conversations, because that's what that is. And that kind of trust feels uh, incredible and fills my heart. So thank you for filling my heart. I hope I filled yours today. Have a wonderful week, and I'll talk to you real soon. Thank you for listening to the Relationships Made Easy podcast with wonderful me, Dr. Abby Metcalf. And I've got two quick things to say. Just give me one more minute. First, I love spending this time with you and I work hard to make sure every single episode is going to help you move from any feelings of frustration or resentment or anxiety to that connected, hopeful, confident. That's always my goal. So if you have any ideas for a future episode or just want to say hi, let me know what the podcast is doing for you. Anything, you can email me at abby at abbymedcalf.com. How simple is that? And the second thing I want to say is if you like the podcast, you're going to go crazy, crazy for my book. My book is really good. I'm really proud of it. You can find it on Amazon or on my website under the shop section on my website at abbymetcalf.com. It's called Be Happily Married, Even If Your Partner Won't Do a Thing. And even if your partner will do a thing, the book will still really help you. So that's it. Thanks again for listening. Talk to you soon. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.